Oh man, well, I bought another microphone. It is the same brand as the one that I thought was broken from sitting in the window and getting wet with rainwater, but it's still not that great. So I think what that means is that the other one wasn't actually broken to begin with. <laughs> Isn't life interesting? All right, here we are. The Fuck It Diet Radio. My name is Caroline Dooner. This is episode who knows what because I'm not keeping track anymore. I want to be free and easy. Who cares what episode it is? And today, instead of reading my old post from the beginning of the Fuck It Diet, I am going to read some new posts today. Um, everyone has different learning styles, which is why I figure why not have these written words spoken? Some of my newer thoughts on the fuck a diet and everything to do with what the fuck I think now about it. <laughs> and before I go into that, I just want to say that I think that this microphone sucks and I am sick of my microphone story and I promise I'll never talk about it again. I think. The other thing is that um, I would love, if you like this podcast, I'm going to help other people find it. Rating and reviewing on iTunes makes it easier for other people to find, and I appreciate it so much when people rate and review on iTunes. Also, if you want to help me make this podcast more often, help me host it, help me have the resources to edit and interview people more often, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash carolineduner, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You can help for as low as $1 a month, and it really, really does add up and help, and I'm so appreciative of that as well. The very last thing is Fucketeer Academy is my monthly membership program, which um, is, you can find it over at thefuckadiet.com slash fucketeer. Over there, we have new themes every month going through how to um, support yourself on this anti-diet, normal eating, body positive life that you have decided to embark upon. We work on limiting beliefs over there, becoming aware of them, releasing them. We do energy work. We it, we have three live calls a month. It's awesome. If you're interested, come check it out at thefuckadiet.com slash fucketeer. Okay, and without a further ado, here we go. All right, Caroline, you should have done this before thefuckadiet.com. I'm going to take you through how to find the posts that I'm actually finding right now. Thefuckadiet.com. Click on blog. And a whole new window pops up, which may or may not be good. Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm going to go back to... I'm going to go back to in defense of... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Oh, this is great. This is great. Okay, we're going to start with you're nodding your body. Here we go. I wrote this November 2nd, 2016. You're, 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 whoa. You're not in your body. I'm going to lay out a pretty simple concept. None of us are actually living in our bodies. And actually, that is not true. I should have said most of us are not living in our bodies most of the time. This may not exactly be news to you. I mean, we hear some version of this over and over. We need to be more present. We're getting caught in our minds. Meditate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Fine. But it wasn't until I 
made it more physical and more visual. And I actually thought about it in a more physical and visual way that it actually clicked with me. We aren't willing to actually sink down into our physical bodies. We don't want to feel what's there. And therefore there's a backup of uncomfortable emotions and unprocessed shit just sitting there in our bodies waiting to be processed, which just makes us want to avoid it even more. We are unwilling to actually feel what it feels like to be in our bodies. We don't let ourselves inhabit our muscles, our organs, our fat, our skin, and we're all filled with unfelt, unprocessed trauma and discomfort and emotions. This is especially true of people with eating and body issues, especially true. There is a major avoidance here. And eating forces us to actually be in our bodies, so we vacillate between trying to avoid it and being pulled to eat a lot because we need to, not only for our metabolism, but also for this energetic concept of being in our bodies and being grounded. If you find yourself stuck in your mind, that's a sign that you're not able or willing to drop down into your whole body. Your energy, in quotes, and life force is up in your head where it is... Where, huh, where it tries to figure out and control everything instead of experiencing it in real time down below in your actual body. Lots of people wonder why the hell I do energy work. What is it? What am I even doing? What are we even doing when we do that? And in its simplest form and the simplest way for me to explain it without getting too woo-woo or getting too, um, too out there, which it definitely can be if you're going to talk about energetic testing, etc. But in its simplest form, energy work is a way for me to facilitate and encourage you to be in your body and lean into old discomfort for a short and manageable amount of time in order to process and gain some more ease, space, tolerance, and comfort in your body. That's also literally the point of yoga. (laughs) Yoga is not supposed to be fucking cardio. Fuck that. It is supposed to be a slowing down, a sinking in, a passive and receptive experience of inhabiting your body and processing what is in there to be... Oh, that's stupid. Processing what's in there to be processed and released. I should have said feeling what's in there to be processed and released. Arguably, our stressful beliefs are attached to a lot of stuff that we don't want to feel as well. These are blocks that get triggered by certain beliefs and thoughts. And that's what I mean by releasing beliefs. You must go into the body and feel what's been stuck and uncomfortable in order to release it and be free from it. It's actually really simple to do. It's just something we don't exactly talk about or understand or want to do. And this is what I do in Fakateer Academy and what I teach you to do when I teach you to do your own energy work and become your own damn guru, which its doors closed yesterday for the year. So it's a little bit too much, a little bit too late if you're listening to this now, but you can join for 2018. This, okay, all of this energy work stuff and all of this grounding stuff and all of this willingness to be in your body actually has everything to do with the fuck a diet and normal eating. We won't get very far avoiding what's in there or being ruled by our stressful and untrue beliefs. And it also has a lot to do with being willing to be human, to believe that we deserve to be here, to believe that we deserve to take up space and we don't have to shrink away. I'm adding this to the post. I didn't write it, but it's true. Um, okay, friends. That's great. Okay, we're moving right along. Since I'm not taking, since there's no one else to talk, it's just me. There's really nothing to wait for. So the next post I wrote is called, This Has Always Been Magical to Me, with a picture of my animal spirit 
cards that I received that I was so excited about. <sighs> so this is what I wrote. A lot of my work these days incorporates what I like to call some, quote, magic, unquote. The basic physical and biological part of the fuck diet is straightforward. The physical part alone is game-changing. The metabolic part, the cravings part, the eating part. So if all you take from the fuck diet is that you need to eat more and trust your body, believe me, that is good too. That is a really solid start, and that's where you have to start. But everything else that comes after that, all the working through the emotions and the thoughts, I've begun to put in more magical woo-woo terms. I talk about energy and chakras and surrender, and I teach this intuition intensive, and I have my monthly membership that's that I call an anti-diet school, and it's definitely, oh, what did I write? I wrote, huh. I wrote, it's a part badass anti-diet school and part energy work extravaganza, which is exactly what it is. Um, what do I even call it? I should know. The Fucketeer Academy, I tried to make it sound like Hogwarts. Fucketeer Academy, school for... Oh, hold on. I should know. I should really know what I have on there. I always forget because I always make it a little bit different. School for Rebels and Badassery. Okay, that was the that was the Harry Potter reference. And then Anti-Diet School plus Energy Work is what I call it. Okay, back to this post. But I've been so afraid to alienate people by talking this way. I think this message, this very basic message about body image and normal eating and how we're getting stuck there, is so important for so many, many dieters to hear that I am afraid that the woo-woo will scare off the people who really need to hear it because they don't want to open up my box of magic. That sounds sexual, but it's not. But energy work is not that out there. I have a therapist who does energy work. She just makes it sound more legit. She uses this tapping to stimulate different sides of the brain to process old emotions and experiences and have the two sides of the brain, the emotional and the logical, work together to get in sync. She asked me about my hands over different chakras, which brings down stress. She doesn't call them chakras, but that's exactly what they are. But actually, all emotional processing is a sort of energy work. And I put that in quotes. Quote, I put energy work in quotes. I could make it sound more clinical, and sometimes I try, but I, well, I do like a little earth magic. I think we really are all disconnected from the earth and our bodies and trusting that we're being guided. That's, and being disconnected from those things is how we got into this shit storm in the first place. Disconnection and a lack of trust. I also try to explain that energy work is actually pretty simple. It's about guiding yourself to be present in your body long enough to feel and process some old emotions and blocks that are keeping you stuck believing things and feeling things that you don't want to believe. I said that was a run-on sentence, but is still the simple and straightforward run-on version. I did my best to make it sound not run-on-y when I said it out loud. The fuck it diet has always been magical. I don't mention this all the time, but the fuck it diet was fully an intuitive process for me. I had a sense, a strong sense, and I followed it. And years before it came to me, I had been legitimately praying to the forces that be, sometimes in a church, sometimes in a field, to help me become normal with food. And I put that in quotes too. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what normal with food meant. And I definitely didn't know how important the body positive part would be. Definitely. That was like the big game changer. 
I didn't know what it would actually take to get to normal eating, but I wanted it. It was my big, 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 big intention. I had my eyes on the prize, I just didn't know what it would entail, and I didn't know what would be the fuck a diet, and I didn't know that it would require body acceptance and body positivity. But I was always spiritually seeking. Whatever my belief system at the time was, I was asking for guidance. I wanted peace. I wanted guidance. I wanted to get to the bottom of the thing. Of course, my way of trying to do that for years was dieting and lots of panic and anxiety, but I knew something was off and I was seeking, seeking, seeking. So this epiphany that I talk about all the time, this fuck, the fuck it diet for me was honestly legitimately a spiritual epiphany. Can you hear the birds? I should probably close my window. I hope it's not distracting. Um, I have, I've never called, okay, it was a legit spiritual epiphany. I've never called it anything else because I don't know what else it could possibly be called. In a moment of deep misery, I understood so much, oh, I understood so much more. I understood so much more, so, so, so clearly. That is a horrible sentence. And it changed my life. The months and years that followed included a lot of me walking blind, feeling some truth, and then trying to explain it to you guys on this blog, hoping that it translated. In the beginning, it didn't even have a name. It wasn't even called the fuck a diet the first couple months. It was just this sense of eating myself to the other side and the new deep understanding that caring about weight was the reason it had never worked when I'd tried before. The Artist's Way. Months after my epiphany, the book The Artist's Way found itself into my Kindle via my mom and a book club she reluctantly was peer pressured into joining, jumped to the night before her first day when she asked me, can I download this book onto your Kindle? This book changed my life and spirituality forever, very genuinely. It taught me serious surrender that through my newly epiphanied lens about food also applied amazingly to food and body image and perfectionism of all kinds. It helped me believe and connect to more in a really tangible and practical way. Exercises from the artist's way accidentally... What? Exercises... What? This is really stupid, like, incorrect. Okay. Exercises from the artist's way accidentally gave the fuck a diet its name. There are too many words in that sentence and I need to edit it. The fuck a diet wouldn't have existed without a trust that I was being guided and a trust that I could start sharing what I was experiencing before my message or writing was perfect. (laughs) Clearly, I still don't have, I still need to check typos. Okay. Creativity has become a big base of my spirituality on top of some mystic Catholic remnants and some major woo-woo shit. Uh, again, chakras. (laughs) That was something that I'd always heard about and thought, I don't know what that is, but I think I need to learn. What is wrong with me? I don't understand what I, what I, yeah, I wrote energy, what? Again, that's really confusing. The energy work that I now do in Fucketeer Academy and teach in Become Your Own Damn Guru came next, accidentally, again. I knew how important it was to learn to process your emotions, old and new. That was something that I'd been doing for a while. Thanks, acting school. I knew it was important when taking yourself through something this scary to figure out what stressful beliefs were mucking up our minds with anxiety. I'd been dabbling in so many self-help and energy worky methods all along. Now it was all about figuring out how to make it simple enough to teach to people struggling and panicking on the fuck it diet. That's what 
Oh my God. That's what my work with the fuck a diet has become. Sorry, I'm just getting mad at my own typos. That's why I've gone deeper down the energy work rabbit hole of emotions and beliefs. Yes, the fuck a diet will teach you how to eat normally. That's the first step. But if and when you bump up against major fear and panic, I will take out my magic box and start swinging pendulums around and telling you to put your hands on your body to direct you to feel what's in there. And that is just how we roll now. Okay, so that's the end of that post. And as you can tell, I want to read this stuff because it has so much to do with the way that I work now, the way, and it has so much to do with kind of where my head is after personally working through all of my food stuff. And I still, I need to keep one foot over there so I can guide people who are still there to work through their food stuff. But the place where people will find themselves in the place where I found myself that takes way longer is all the mental and emotional stuff that comes along with it that has to do with food and body and eating and worth and also has to do with the way that you live your life in every other area. Okay, friends, we're moving on to this post from November 28th, 2016 called It's Going to Be Hard. Yesterday... I was getting dressed into a costume for a show I'm rehearsing. I'm a sometimes actress, all the time anti-diet teacher. I'd just eaten a big, delicious dinner at my friend's house, and I was really, really full. And as I stood in the dressing room, stretching out my tights and pulling out my underwear so that the Velcro of the mic pack didn't scratch my skin, but also making sure it fell at the right part of my waist under my tights so it didn't look bizarre under my costume, I remembered all those times when I would have been doing this exact same thing but letting my feeling full ruin my night and take over my brain. Body dysmorphia and all the irrational thoughts that accompany it is a real beast. Seriously, it is the thing that can keep people stuck for a very long time. Because as I've said many times, our feelings and beliefs about our bodies are at the root of everything that the fuck a diet is trying to fix and heal. Try to fix your eating without fixing the way you look at your body. That will just leave you in limbo. Your feelings about your body, bar, body. I just like touched my nose and breathed and swallowed and then my ears, like I couldn't hear anymore. Okay. Your feelings about your body are at the heart of the matter. Last night, I remembered how skewed my thoughts would quickly become about my body. I would zoom in on every little thing. I blew things out of proportion. I worried about what other people were thinking about my body and note 90 plus percent of the time they were not thinking about my body. I worried about what fullness meant. I worried that I was doing things wrong, that I had made a mistake by eating the way I ate and on and on and on. This is a hard habit to heal. I want to tell you, I want to be able to tell you that it's simple, easy, quick, and straightforward, but this is the panic that you will induce very easily during the beginning of the fuck it diet. You will bump into your old beliefs about your body and your eating, and you will need to face them and deal with them. We need to examine the limiting beliefs below our stress to pinpoint the cause of our panic. Really be kind and patient with yourself and examine what your brain is doing when you stress out about your body. These are learned beliefs that I encourage you to unlearn. That is what I encourage and guide people, um, guide the people I work with to do, to unlearn learned beliefs. 
Yesterday, I ate a lot of baked goods, donuts, and bagels, and a huge dinner before getting back into very tight tights. This would have been a reason to freak out, worry, spin, and, and by spin, I mean like mentally spin, and decide that my body and eating were completely out of control, and how would I get them back under control? The truth is, everything with your body is normal and good and fine. Fullness is normal. Body fat is safe and acceptable and beautiful, and bodies are resilient. Keep coming back to this, and I promise... One day you will be able to get into tight tights when you are extremely full and the way you used to panic will only be a distant memory. Look at you, poetic Caroline. Are we ready to move along? Are we ready to move along to December 2nd, 2016? Has my metabolism healed yet in Terabang? Guys, I didn't realize that an interrobang is an exclamation point with a question mark, but sometimes people make it into one thing, which I, um, I disagree with. I think, oh my God. God, I just got my mail. And I don't want the, um, hold on. It's so awkward when I get my mail and the uh, mailman, I'm opening up this letter from my dad. Um, and I'm sitting like right here. Remember to give them your address. Yeah, no duh, I already did. No duh, dad, that's stupid. All right, did you just pay me? Oh, this is so nice. Your direct deposit bounced. Oh, God. I don't like hard checks, but it's because I have a new bank. That's why. Well, this is nice. Sorry, guys. I guess I should cut this part out, but it probably won't. All right, has my metabolism healed yet? Question mark, exclamation point. I talk a lot about eating to heal your metabolism. When we restrict, it slows down our bodies metabolism. Your body is trying to conserve energy and trying to get you to eat. Restriction of any kind will cause you to fixate on food, be hungrier, be more tired, and put on weight quicker to literally save your life. Those are all signs of a slow metabolism. The simple, <clears throat> the simple, straightforward, and only way to heal your famine metabolism is to eat and rest. Eating, normally a lot, is the natural response to restriction and dieting. It is the only cure. It is what the body is asking for, and indulging it teaches the body that there is no more restriction. It allows the body to put on weight just in case of another famine or diet. Uh, and it encourages the body that it is safe to speed back up to a normal metabolism and slowly get out of conservation mode. If you let yourself eat, you will eventually heal your metabolism. Of course, most people who are going on the fuck a diet are anxious to heal their metabolism quickly and make sure they are doing it right. This is because of a deep-seated fear of gaining weight, which is understandable culturally because that is what we've been told over and over and over again. So of course, I get a lot of questions about how to know whether your metabolism is healed or not. I tell people to look at common sense and logic here. If you'd been in a famine, 
How long do you think it would take to refeed yourself? Just ask and see what your instinctual response is. A few months? A year? What feels right based on how long you have been restricting? And how would you know that things were back to normal? There are so many sounds and it's because it's like a warm day and I have my windows open. How would you know that things were back to normal? Your weight would stabilize in a weight range right for you, probably higher than you were seeking in your diet days. Your appetite would normalize and become easier to satiate, yet still hungry consistently for ample food because that is what it means to be alive and how a normal metabolism works, we need to eat. You'll also have more real energy, more willingness and energy to go for a walk, more of a craving to move your body, not out of stress or shoulds or worry that you're getting flabby, but because you genuinely want to move. Being tired is a big sign that you need to rest, duh. But the most important thing for me to remind anyone who is wondering whether their metabolism is healed or not is that no matter whether your metabolism is healed or not, eating is still the answer. Eating and resting will heal a stressed or repressed metabolism. And eating will keep a healthy metabolism healthy. Always the answer is eat. To a diet mind who thought they'd be healthy once they weren't hungry anymore, This is something we have to relearn. A healthy metabolism is hungry for food that will sustain and repair and nourish all your organs and muscles, etc., etc. Eating, it's how humans stay alive, remember? Oh, that's so clever, Caroline. That's how I ended it. And somebody commented, I haven't been looking down at the comments, spot on, this is all true in my experience and witnessing it has been so amazing. Wonderful. See, it's not just me, guys. I wish I knew how to pronounce her name. Riha? I think it's Riha. Said the same thing. Okay. And I don't even know her. (laughs) Okay, we're moving on to the next thing. Before I go for a walk, because I've been sitting for so long this morning working in a cafe, and I came home to do this, and my legs are angry, and they want to move. Okay. Metabolism logic. So here we're continuing on this exact same Wait, really? This seems like the exact same thing, but I guess it's different. Okay. Metabolism logic, December 6, 2016. There are lots of places to find stats and studies that support fuck it diet metabolism logic, health at every size, body respect. Those are two books by Linda Bacon, the eating disorder Institute, which used to be your utopia, all accounts of the Minnesota starvation experiment, dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. These will delve further into what is happening hormonally and chemically when you restrict and repress the body's metabolic function with dieting. But I, simple Caroline over here, like to explain it in simple logic. What makes sense biologically when there is a food shortage? Does it make biological sense that as we evolve to survive famine that our bodies would let us easily cut back on food and lose weight? No. A list of biological processes are started when the body senses restriction, food fixation and slowed metabolism being the biggest and most notable ones. The desire for the body to combat starvation by wiring you to seek food and put on weight is the reason why diets will fail time and time again. I argue argue that it is a very, very rare person who can sanely diet lose weight, and keep it off healthfully and happily while coming from that controlling, restrictive mentality. 
It happens, I have heard, but it is very rare, and I know none of these people personally, and I would argue that they are not as sane about their food as they claim to be. In addition, a sane and happy dieter, and I put that in quotes, would never be someone fixated or worried about their weight. The people who diet, who lose weight, and keep it up for years normally have some sort of eating disorder (laughs) where what they eat and what they weigh is top of mind. And this is actually bad for your health and your metabolism. This puts you in a repressed and tired metabolic state, fixated on food for the rest of your life. You're often cold, tired, and highly fixated on food and have a lot of stress hormones. This is not the gold standard. This is not what you want. You do not want an eating disorder no matter how many times people joke about it. And most people just can't do it. Their bodies fight back against the restriction. Their bodies speak too strongly to maintain a restrictive eating disorder. A binge disorder normally ensues here. These people just think that they have poor willpower. That is not so. It is just the way that we are wired. And what is the cure? Drum roll, please. Eating. Lots of eating and resting. Months and months and months of this. And this is how a metabolism heals. Learning to trust your cravings. And just as importantly, changing the way you look at your weight and worth. Changing the way you look at your body. Changing your priorities when it comes to weight. And relearning what beauty and happiness looks and feels like. Sigh. That feels good. Speaking of eating, I am starving, but I'm going to keep going because I ironically want to talk about eating (laughs) before I eat lunch. All right. December 13th, 2016. What I have learned over five years. January 5th, 2017 will be my 29th birthday. Almost five years ago, I had my the fuck a diet, TFID, birthday bathroom epiphany, where I looked in the mirror after binging on gross squash pancakes, which is pancakes made out of squash and eggs, and out loud dramatically said something like, what are you doing, you fool? I probably didn't say that. I actually wish that I could change this part. Okay, I continue to say something like, "You you will never ever be satisfied if you keep dieting like this. And actually, guys, it's possible that I didn't actually say anything out loud. It's really hard to remember. But I remember looking in the mirror and being like, we've got to stop this, Caroline. The connection between binging and my debilitating fear of weight became crystal clear to me in that moment. And I started my own fuck it diet right then. Then a few months later, I started this site. And five years later, here we are. I am truly a different, calmer, happier person. My life is completely different. My priorities are different. My focuses are different. And it all started from unraveling that dieting knot and being willing to gain weight and let go. And I still stand by what I have taught since the beginning about eating. And in addition, I've learned so many, many, many things along the way. And here in this post are just some of the things that I have learned. You really can trust your body. I believed it in the beginning, but five years later, I still stand by it. You really are binging because of restricting and dieting. Feed yourself. Follow famine and metabolism logic from the other post and eat yourself to the other side. It really does work. Cravings are intuition. Yes, really. Cravings are intuition. Follow them. It will lead you to more ever-evolving cravings and intuition. The less precious you make them, the easier they will be to follow. 
and you continue. I don't know what that means. The easier they will be to follow and you continue. Huh, that makes no sense. Okay, you need carbs. Hold on, I'm going to cough. <clears throat> you need carbs for hormones, for your metabolism. What I experienced as sugar addiction and a poor metabolism of sugar was caused by deprivation of carbs, ironically. You are not a bottomless pit. You will not eat until you explode. You are afraid you will, I know, but I promise you will not. You are not put on this earth to be tiny. Fear of your weight and body is at the root of all of this misery with food. Learning to like yourself is really the journey we are on. So, feminism too. I used to think feminism didn't apply to me. I was already equal. I went to an all-girls school. My mom wanted me to be a doctor or a nurse or at least tell people I was becoming a doctor or a nurse while I got my BFA in musical theater. But no, I was not. I was not a feminist. And it was insidious. Hating your body, needing to be smaller, trying to be acceptable, being sexualized as a teenager on the street, and the subsequent fear of curves and a feminine body and what it meant. The debasement of the feminine in general in this society. This food thing is directly related to this body thing, is directly related to feminism. I didn't want to yell about this from the rooftops when I started the fuck it diet because I wanted to be cool and chill and acceptable still. Or whatever. I don't know what I thought. But there is no denying it. They are connected. There is no one acceptable way to be a woman. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. Feminism, feminism, feminism. However, this applies to men too because this fear of the feminine is really, really detrimental to women and men. Always. Okay. The f Oh, I just wrote that. Okay. The fuck it. Oh, no, I didn't. The fuck it diet applies to men and women, but I, primar I primarily write for women because of just what I said above. I've learned that over five years, too. Shit food may not be the be-all, end-all, but shit food may be a big part of getting you to the be-all, end-all, which is ease and intuition. Let me explain. Restriction and fear of food impairs food intuition, ease, and often your metabolism, too. Eating a diet of mainly Coke and candy and McDonald's will never be optimal, and you know that. Everyone knows that, but allowing these foods and other quote-unquote shit food that isn't really real, that is made of more chemicals than actual food, allowing these foods genuinely into your body, eating them with no fear and judgment, no fear or judgment, will take away all of the dogma and allow you to slowly and genuinely listen to what your body is craving day to day. If that is triggering to you, don't let it be. I'm genuinely saying that your body can handle all kinds of food, unless, of course, it can't, unless you're celiac or whatever. But um, other than that, your body has a complicated and um, intelligent detox system to rid your system of things that are not optimal. You can eat food that is not wonderful and wholesome and still be okay and it be a really important part of getting to more food intuition on this fuck a diet journey i hope that that is clear if this is triggering 
don't let it be. I mean this only in the most wonderful and obvious way. Okay. You owe no one your beauty. Seriously. You owe no one your health. And next, our culture is so deprived of true rest and joy. We are tired. We are miserable. And we never let ourselves off the hook. We are stressed and we are constantly trying to seem acceptable to ourselves and others. We are buried in the shoulds we have accepted and it depletes us. We don't have to live like this. What will you look back and think about all this time you wasted trying to seem good enough? This is a huge part of the rest piece that I am so into right now. Compassion, 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 mostly for yourself. If you can extend compassion for yourself, it is even easier to extend to others. And you would think it would be vice versa, but we're so much nicer to other people than we are to ourselves, usually. Perfectionism is the death of happiness and freedom. Perfectionism will suck your happiness, spontaneity, and life force faster than you can say where have all the years gone. I like to call it a program running in the background of your brain. So like as if it's a computer program running in the back of your computer brain. I like to call it a program running in the background of your brain and life force and sucking all of the battery juice for what? Get rid of body, food, and health perfectionism. It does not serve you. Lower the stakes, my friend. We control nothing. All we can do, all we can do is take inspired action, be good, be kind, course correct as we go, and be willing to admit that we were wrong. There is no prize for never being wrong. Really. (sighs) Next one. Your worth is not tied to your weight. Your worth is not tied to your weight. Your worth, I just said it over and over and over again in one long punctuationless sentence. Your worth is not tied to your weight. Next. Health has more to do with socioeconomic factors and stress and feelings of shame than even genetics. Okay, so let me make this very clear. Health has more to do with socioeconomic factors, shame and stress, than it has to do with genetics, health habits, or weight. Thank you, Linda Bacon. Linda Bacon is a must read. Get your health stats from Linda. She wrote the book Health at Every Size, and she wrote the book Body Respect. Her last name is also Bacon. That is very important. (laughs) In just like a cool, synchronistic, isn't life magical sort of way. There's a lighting designer in Philadelphia who works in theater, and his name is James Leitner. That actually might not be his name. I actually don't know what his first name is, but his last name is Leitner. Again, this is the same sort of thing. Life is so cool and magical. My last name means brown eyebrows, and I have brown eyebrows. Everything is going exactly the way it's supposed to go. Body diversity is a real thing. For the most part, your weight set range, your weight set range is out of your control, and attempts to control it will backfire and or often raise it or, okay, I'm doing such a bad job of talking. Body diversity is a real thing. For the most part, your weight set range is out of your control and attempts to control it will backfire and often raise it. Attempts to control your weight will often raise your weight set point or cause huge weight fluctuations and a lowered metabolism, as I've said earlier in this podcast. 
fat acceptance, my God, I'm losing my words. Fat acceptance and body diversity are social and human rights. Social issues and human rights. All of your stress is stemming from unexamined shoulds and limiting beliefs. Yes, really, all of it. I mean, except for like very acute things like my mother is dying. But there's even extra stress that might be attached to limiting beliefs and shoulds that come along with that stress. So like real grief, I, I'm, this is a tangent. Obviously, real grief is um, and acute stress of like, oh my God, my ceiling is caving in. I'm very stressed. I need to fix that. That's all like normal and good and fine and like survival based um, and important. We can't operate without that. I would never suggest to go through your life feeling like robotically pleasant about everything. However, mm, however, all of your other stress and chronic stress is stemming from unexamined shoulds and limiting beliefs. Yes, really all of it. And especially your body and food stress. You have believed things that do not serve you, that are triggering a stress response and desire and a desire to control the situation. This is a lot of the work that we do in Fucketeer Academy with shoulds and limiting beliefs. That is not a bad word. That is a standalone thing that I learned, obviously. Fear of being or becoming fat affects everyone negatively, no matter what your body size is. Just like the fear of the feminine affects everyone negatively, no matter whether you are male or female. The fuck it diet is socially liberal. And yes, in case it is unclear, the fuck it diet opposes Trump's rhetoric and everything he stands for. The big business, the illusion that his wealth makes him smart or good or trustworthy in Terabang and Terabang, question mark, exclamation point, point, question mark, exclamation point. The cabinet appointments he has made, the beauty pageants, the terrible words he has said about women, the bragging about sexual assault, and on and on and on. If this is not clear to you, I do not understand. And me sharing this does alienate readers. I do not care. I did care. I worried about it. I wanted the fuck to be for all people. And it should be, and it is. But I cannot separate these two pieces anymore. The fuck diet is feminist. The fuck diet is political. And it cannot be separated. Next. This is a spiritual journey. I know. I just wanted to eat normally too and go about my life too, but no. A big old surrender to something bigger, a big old surrender to something bigger, comes with the territory. You're being tricked into a bigger picture thing here. This food and binging struggle is just a doorway into more self-love, trust, ease, happiness, better emotional intelligence and tolerance, intuition, and prioritizing yourself and your happiness to the benefit of everyone around you. It is so worth it. Next, your body is not sin. In fact, it is a direct path to spirituality. <sighs> Feeling our emotions and being in our bodies is essential. We've spent years afraid of our bodies, denying our humanity and fearing our emotions. We don't want to feel what it feels like to be in our bodies. We don't want to feel what it feels like to be human, mortal, fallible, and vulnerable. We think it might be better to be shiny, perfect, robotic, and griefless, but we can't be. We're humans. We must eat to stay alive. We must process. We must feel to process and learn and understand and empathize with one another. It makes life better, not worse. This is some of the work that we do in the Become Your Own Damn Guru program, which again, you can't join until next year because the door is closed yesterday. 
I didn't time this podcast very well, did I? Next, you can't avoid the emotionally uncomfortable parts. You have to lean into them. No feeling will last forever. We are afraid our emotions will consume us and they will not. They pass and they teach us if we allow ourselves to feel them. We are guided. I cannot take full credit for the fuck a diet. Yes, I sought peace and happiness. Yes, I listened. Yes, I took action and did things that scared me and I shared them. But it's a thing I was guided to very genuinely. And everything else that has happened since then has been too synchronistic and serendipitous for me to ever say that I don't know if there was magic in this universe. Honestly, there is more magic than I can even fathom, and it's everywhere. Whoa, I'm going to cry. Weird. (sighs) Creativity and spontaneity and fun are great forces of spirituality. You are enough. And you are divine and magical and beautiful and important and imperfect and perfect all at once. You deserve to take up space. In fact, it's possible that the world may count on it. You matter. The things you say matter. Fuck it can be a spiritual mantra. Prayer, intentions, healing, it's all real. And lastly, dieting definitely doesn't work in the big picture. I'm going to read some of these comments because there are so many comments, which is so exciting. Amanda C., who's in my program, said, You are amazing and your fucketeers love you. Thank you. Katya said, yes, the same words from Germany. Caitlin said, this is amazing. Bob Baxter said, hey, I'm for any kind of anti-Trump diet, non-diet. Joey said, beautifully put, Caroline. Thank you. Joey is the writer of the book in defense. Oh, wait. In, I think the book is called In Defense of Sugar, and it's amazing. You can find it. Um, if you sign up for my emails, I'll send you a link for it. And I've definitely linked to it in different places around the site. But if you sign up for my emails, I send a link to it. And you can also just look up um, In Defense of Sugar. Angela said, love this so much. I turned 41 on December 1st, 2016 and thought the day before I will go on a 30-day detox. Blah, blah. But I woke up on my birthday and I, and like you, I thought, what the fuck? I said to myself, Angela, you're now 41. Fuck it. I'm here. I'm here. I deserve to be here in this body. This body that is put up with paleo and low carb and high fat and fasting and whole 30 diets and excessive exercising for the past 25 years. I'm sorry, my poor body. So instead of going on another, another day, Another, sorry, another 30-day eat clean bullshit diet. (laughs) You're awesome, Angela. Um, The birthday present I have given to myself is to eat and live and enjoy the body I am in. Thank you. It is because of this work and your work that I discovered a few years ago that the fuck it seed was planted. Oh, I discovered a few years ago this work when the fuck it seed was planted. It is now sprouting. Oh, yay. And though I still have moments of tomorrow you can cut it all sugar, etc., I gently scream in my head, fuck it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, oh, I'm so glad. That's so cool that you read it a couple years ago and you feel like it's only sprouting now. That is the way this goes. I thought I was intuitive eating for six years before I had my epiphany. Okay, next comment. Anne. Wow, Angela. Oh, uh, she Anne is responding to Angela. Wow, Angela, I could have written your response. I just turned 40 this past August. I've been following the fuck diet for the past year or so, but I'm terrified of leaving my under-eating, binging, over-exercising ways. I've been doing this for 20 years now, and I'm tired of the self-hatred. Your response has inspired me along with this badass article. Fuck it. Yeah, everyone. Chandra said, 
we are triplets. Oh, meaning she's the third of these comments. Turned 40 in October. Also ex-paleo, ex-Bikram. I was at an ideal, quote unquote, I would, I would put that in quotes, wait half a year ago that I had determinately sustained for the past few years when I finally saw the scared mangled creature I was torturing inside. I started saying fuck it consciously. Today I looked at the tummy I gained, probably 20 pounds. Um, I don't actually, I, I find that this might be triggering the things that she says. Let me just... Um... Oh, she said, the horror and panic I would have had before has vanished. I feel compassion for me. I feel how healing it has been to eat all the things whenever. Binging has almost left me. I'm ready to listen more closely to my cravings and intuition now. I still miss the control I used to get for being thin, but I'm so much more at peace and I'm loved and I love. So I'm going to keep going. Thank you for your stories. Annabelle says, love each of your articles. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Annabelle. Cami put a little some emojis with little hearts on it, little heart boxes with bows on it. Deb said, wow and wow, epic is an understatement, brava, yay, thank you, Deb. Lee said, I love and really, really, really appreciate your message. It's right on and the way out of food issues and body hate. Joe says, love, 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 feminism, 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 compassion, compassion, compassion. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Um, Aston says, I just had a thought about your post because A, I had a similar thought when I hit 28 and B, I think about these things randomly. There's so much nonsense around food and weight that needs clearing from our brains and it takes time. Man, I wish I'd known this five years ago in the middle of my food hellhole that it wasn't me and I and I wasn't wrong. It, it is so inspiring to hear stories of people who've gone through the same thing and get out alive and vibrant. Thanks for being here, Caroline. Thank you, Aston. And the last comment is... Lisa, I have been following the Fuck It Diet for a couple of years now. Thank you for your message and candor, Carolyn. I'm happier and emotionally healthier about my body than I ever was, but I still have moments. Even though every year I vow not to make a stupid resolution to lose weight, blah, 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 I still find myself occasionally seduced by the idea. And with my 42nd birthday and a beach trip on the horizon, I've been feeling the pull of old diet mentality quite strong. Um... So I realize it might take years for me to permanently abolish this old diet demons and body fears. I love this list, these truths, this mantra, as it reminds me about why I said fuck it, fuck it in the first place and why there truly is no other way to find sustainable peace and happiness with my body and my life. And then it says comments are closed. And I don't know why. I think my theme closes the comments after like a month because it doesn't trust people who comment on things after a month, which is actually probably true because there's a lot of spam that comes through. Okay, moving on to the next post. La la la. You can't be intuitive when dot dot dot. You can't be intuitive when you don't trust your body. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I started way too fast. You can't be intuitive when you don't trust that your body has innate wisdom. You can't be intuitive when you think there is one perfect way and you need to find it. You can't be intuitive when you are still trying to control how much you eat or when you are still not trusting the amounts you are hungry for or when you're still trying to control your weight or still judging the foods you eat or crave or when you think your life will finally fall into place once you get some control. You can't be intuitive when you want to feel what it feels like in your body. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Opposite. You can't be intuitive when you don't want to feel what it feels like in your body. 
You can't be intuitive when you don't want to ever slow down. You can't be intuitive when you're afraid of hunger, when you're afraid of fullness, or when you're afraid of what is really meant for you. I've come to understand that the fuckadite is comprised of a few components. There is the physical part, the very, very straightforward part. You're not eating enough, and this is why you feel addicted to food part. The, I know you feel like you've been binging, so how could you possibly have not been eating enough, but it's actually all the response to chronic attempts at restriction piece. This is the physical part. There is the mental part, the part where we have been taught about what, what? <laughs> I said, this is what I wrote, but not what I meant to write. I said, the part where we have been taught what we have been taught about health and bodies and beauty and acceptability. That's a weird sentence. This is the part where we relearn, where we start to own what we want our lives to actually be about, where we restate our personal missions, where we get rid of shoulds. There is the emotional part where we learn to feel what it feels like to be a human. And it definitely all starts with the physical part because without it actually shifting, without actually shifting that physical cycle, you won't get anywhere. But without also then moving on to the mental and emotional parts, you're just going to get stuck back into your old ways of looking at your body, your life, and your worth. And so I want to give a word on rest. My personal rest mission has every... Beyond being like funny to me that it sounds really absurd, hashtag rest, and resting for two years has an absurd sound to it, though it is true. My rest mission has everything to do with the mental and emotional parts and not just physical rest, though it also does entail physical rest. Entail physical rest, does that make sense? This culture never ever lets us rest mentally. We never think we deserve it. So we, say, so we stay stuck in a miserable grind forever, drowning in our shoulds. We are never, ever allowed to slow down without guilt or worry that we aren't doing enough. And without allowing ourselves to slow down and surrender, we are never letting ourselves really be intuitive. So basically, do the work to chill the fuck out and everything will get better. And with that, back to my vacation. I guess I wrote that while I was on vacation. <sighs> And this very last post is called The Ones Who Have Influenced Me, which isn't maybe that interesting to read out loud, but I'll still read it. February 19th, 2017. The Ones Who Have Influenced Me. It's actually longer ago than I thought it was. Today, I simply want to give a nod to the people, to the different people and teachers who have shaped the way I talk about food, body, and spirituality. Linda Bacon, of course. Hold on. My house smells like poop. Hold on. And I'm worried that there's some kind of exploded, you know, sewage something. It's not me. I don't think. It's not me. Something smells like poop. Great. I'm just going to keep reading. Linda Bacon. Linda Bacon is the weight researcher and author of the books Health at Every Size and Body Respect, co-written with Lucy Aframore. I'm going to sneeze, guys. Her work is essential in the journey of untangling weight from health. Read Linda's books and listen to my podcast episode where we chatted. Byron Katie. Byron Katie. I'm just smelling for the poop smell. I think it's gone. I don't know what it was. I, you know, logically it was me, but it wasn't. It was like a different kind of poop smell. <laughs> oh, God. Byron Katie has this strange mixture of, of detached coolness and deep compassion. 
that can only be found in a woman who had a spiritual awakening while lying on the floor because she didn't think she deserved a bed and a cockroach walked over her her foot and boom, awakening. Read her book, Loving What Is. Oh, reading her book, Loving What Is, a few years ago started the process of examining my thoughts and beliefs. What if the things I think and believe are not true? What if they are the cause of my cascading misery and anxiety? Her way of looking at her thoughts is radical and really liberating, though I don't think it's as easy as she makes it seem, and that is why I do energy work. And that is what I do energy work for, helping to process the emotions attached to these thoughts. Pima Chodron, or Pema Chodron, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but her book Comfortable with Uncertainty is so crazy good. Julia Cameron and the Artist's Way. This changed the way I look at perfectionism, creativity as a healing and spiritual force, and basically just changed my life, hands down. Alexis Saludos. She is my energy work teacher turned friend. Um, and her way of teaching grounding and awareness of where your energy is made so many light bulbs go off for me. She is the goddess of the magical pendulum and teacher of many wonderful energy work trainings. And she and I, over the past two months, have bonded like psychos over Outlander, a book that I cannot um, recommend to people who listen to The Fuck a Diet because I think that it actually might be triggering with some weird like anti-diet stuff in the or like anti-body stuff in the third book but I still love it on my own and just you know become aware of that a lot of these light bulbs that went off from learning um about energy and energy work from Alexis have been integrated into my own programs fuck it to your academy and become your own damn guru explaining what our energy does when we are afraid of food and weight Next person, Lena Dunham. She is a revolutionary body, it's revolutionary body representation on TV. Virgie Tovar, revolutionary body representation and activism. Elizabeth, oh my God, Elizabeth. I'm looking at the word Isabel and I said Elizabeth. Isabel Fox and Duke. Isabel is an amazing peer doing very similar work. She coined the term emotional restriction, which gives a name to that cyclical fear of the next diet that'll keep you stuck with your eating. She's one of the only people that I am 100% comfortable with sharing their course. And by the way, check out her free video series, Seriously, and you can find the link to that by going to my site and my blog, The Ones Who Have Influenced Me, and find the link there. Christy Harrison. Her Food Psych podcast is excellent, and she is a health at every size nutritionist. Boom. There are more people, I am sure, and I will add to this list when I see fit and remember to add. (laughs) I will add to this list when I see fit and remember. But these are really great places to start checking out people who either inspired or guided the the direction and course of all that makes up the fuck it diet. All right, friends. I have read a lot and I don't even know how long I've been reading for. I really, really don't. And I can always pause this and go like use the bathroom or whatever or go eat or go for a walk and then continue. But I didn't. Um, and so right now I'm sitting here really having to pee, really, really hungry and really, really wanting to move my legs. And I don't even know which one to do first. Okay. I should probably pee first and then I should probably eat and then I should go for a walk. Obviously. But I want to thank you for listening. I hope that reading the posts out loud is helpful and maybe even fun to listen to and inspiring. I... 
will definitely continue reading my old posts and my new posts in these episodes. It's a fun way for me to have a, it's a, it's a, it doesn't matter what it is, right? But I was going to say it's a fun way for me to experience sharing the stuff that I've written. And sometimes I'm kind of amazed by the shit that I write because, uh, sometimes it sounds way wiser than I even knew that I was. But that's the way with writing things. Um, I have definitely like been around the internet and seen a quote on eating and been like, whoa, that's really good. I agree with that. And then it was somebody quoting something that I wrote like two years ago. That is always a really strange experience, but cool at the same time. Um, what else? I don't know. All I want to say is hopefully there'll be more sooner rather than later. I want to get into a groove with this. Um, if you want support on limiting beliefs and working through different aspects of the fuck it diet, right now in Fuck It Academy, we are this month in March working through the relationship between cravings and intuition. We have lots of live calls. There's a private Facebook group. It's really, really fun. And you can quit anytime, meaning you can just try out the first month and you can quit if it's not driving with you. You can quit anytime, not just in the first month. Um, please, what was I going to say? Please what? Please, you know, share this with your friends if you think that it would be helpful for them. Rate and review on iTunes. And if you have any desire to support this happening more often, you can support on patreon.com slash caroline Duner for as low as $1 a month. You guys are awesome and brave and thank you for listening and hopefully i'll be back with another episode pretty soon oh also one last thing um you can follow the fuck it diet on instagram the fuck it diet obviously you can follow on twitter now i don't say very many things about the fuck it diet on twitter to be honest with you it's a lot of like really weird thoughts i'm the fuck it diet on there too and that's it I don't really care about anything else. Bye.